Dr. Tamara Beckford with your Karen Docs. And we have our Docs Who Care show. That's right. So we are coming on for a special additional show today because we are about to take it over to the fitness industry. That's right. For all of you guys out there, you're like, I don't know if I could do this. For all the ladies who are entering that pause, mm -hmm, you know what I'm talking about? Menopause. And you're like, Lord, I don't know if this fitness, I can't get rid of this excess weight. I want to try to get myself to the best shape. Well, this show is for you because I'm bringing on one of my lady docs here. I'm going to bring her in in our Your Karen Docs fashion. All right. So this wonderful lady doc is hailing from Liberia. Oh, my Liberia, my sis. Yes, 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 yes. So she went to the University of Medicine and Dentistry of New Jersey, NJMS, all my NJMS people. Woo yes, now it's called Rutgers, New Jersey Medical School. NJMS Posse, hello, hello. She's one of ours. Yes. Then she did her residency at Jacoby Montefiore Medical Center in the Bronx, BX. Yes. Hello, all the BX people. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, your sister is here. She is the founder of Dr. Die Fitness. She uses her clinical experience as an emergency physician and her knowledge and passion as a fitness and weight loss coach, right? So this sister doc uses a holistic approach to disease prevention, healthy living, fitness, weight loss, menopause relief, self-care, and overall wellness. So welcome, 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 Dr. Diana Lay. I am wonderful. I'm excellent. How are you? Thanks for the invite. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yes, we're going to go ahead and get our fitness on. Yes. However, before we Ooh. go full blown in, as with anything, right? Just like with fitness, you don't just go and start lifting the weights. You want to start off by stretching those muscles. So let's <laughs> stretch it all the way back to when you decided, you know what? I wanted to be a doctor. Tell us, how did that come about? Oh gosh. <laughs> I was 14. Mm -hmm. I was, I finished high school early. So I was actually in the 11th grade at 14, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was actually going to leave Liberia and come over to the U.S. to go to Rutgers. That was in the plan. I was going right. to do Rutgers. I was going to, you know, and so I was talking to my mom and we were talking about how would I decide on what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I always loved traveling even though I hadn't done a whole lot of it, but my dad traveled a lot for the work he did. He was in banking. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to travel like dad. I want to go all over the place. Mm -hmm. I want to be a flight attendant. <laughs> this is what I feel <laughs> like. I want to be travel. I yeah, I feel like I want to go all over just like he does. And she was mm -hmm. like, well, you know, usually they take people there, but they don't stay. <laughs> <laughs> they just take people there. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> So what else then? Because <laughs> I had my heart set on like being yes. a friend and that was going to be it. Yes. And, you know, and so we started talking. I remember this vividly in her in her room and mm -hmm. we were talking about, OK, what else are you going to do since um, this isn't what is actually going to be? Right. And I knew I was really good in the sciences. Mm -hmm. I was really good in math. And I was like, I want to work for myself. This is 14 now. Oh, look at you. Entrepreneur, 14. 
Lady Di. I know I want to work for myself. And the thing is, my mom wanted to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. And she got pregnant with me, got married. And then her nursing, you know, aspirations sort of died out. Mm-hmm. So this was her coming through me. Oh. She was like, well, you know, this is how it went on. Yeah, I always wanted to be a nurse. You found <laughs> so out afterwards. Yes. <laughs> so she kind of like talking me into um, going to be a doctor. She was like, mm-hmm. you know, you could do nursing, but why not, why not doctor? You know, you... Mm-hmm. You have the grades. You are really good in this. This is an area that you really, you know, are doing really well in. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to be able to be in some kind of a service-oriented profession, right? Not that right. I was giving service. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it made sense, you know, mm-hmm. bringing her wishes and desires into it. We have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And it started from there. It was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. And you know how medicine works. It's like a pipeline. Once you start... <laughs> It's kind of like you just go from one thing to the next to the next, and you just follow that pipeline until you get to the end. And so that's that was really where it started for me was thinking of what I wanted to do that would help people, but also give me that freedom to kind of travel and have autonomy and all of that. So that's it. Did I lose you? You look like it's frozen. Ah! Can you hear me? Yeah, we lost some of the bandwidth, but that's okay. This is not going to stop this wonderful story. Yeah, so we were saying that. (laughs) We know that in medicine, that's where we were. No, I was saying in in medicine, once you kind of go through the pipeline, Mm -hmm. it's like you start with pre-med, then you go into med school, then you go into residency and fellowship and all that, and you just kind of follow the you know, the yellow brick road. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, this is where you're going. Going, going, going. Yeah. But that's so, where it started, so, really. Okay, cool. So you're now at Rutgers, right? You're a Rutgers undergrad. Going into medicine. Boom. Then you go into UMDNJ. Yeah. And MS. <laughs> oh, but then, you know, you're like, you're there walking the halls. You know, saying hi to Mr. Wright. Shout out to Mr. Wright. Rest in peace. Love, love, yes. love the Wright family. And then you decide to go into emergency medicine. So what brought you to there? Oh, my gosh. So actually, I wanted to do OBGYN. Oh. I was hardcore women's health. I did, you know, Planned Parenthood in Manhattan. I was like hardcore poster child. Right. <laughs> and then I did third year. Mm-hmm. And I did my OBGYN rotation and the lifestyle was clear to me that it was not congruent with what I was trying to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I know I want to have freedom on my schedule. I want, you know, I want to be able to travel. The travel thing has been with me from very early on. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like looking at the lifestyle and looking at, you know, just who I knew I was at that time, mm-hmm. it just wasn't congruent. And I was like, okay, what else can I do that would have some bit of hands-on surgical? Because I love OBGYN that it had the medicine part and the surgery part. And, surgery, and yeah. I wanted to do that. I wanted to be able to do both. I wanted to have something that gave me a little bit of hands-on mm-hmm. and something that gave me the, you know, the art of medicine as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So there were so many Jacoby attendings in my ER where I went to medical school. <laughs> <laughs> I 
that's true. <laughs> it was like there was nowhere else I was going to go. I was landing at Jacoby Land. And, was- <laughs> and that was before NJMS, um, Rutgers New Jersey Medical School, started their own emergency medicine residency. Right. Because they, yeah, they started it in my year. So your year, they hadn't had it. And you're right. Most of them. There were a lot of Jacoby grads. And yes. so I did one month. Mm-hmm. And I just fell in love with it. Um, yeah. So I did a month in our ER. Then I went to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I did Kings County ER. Mm-hmm. So I did like three or four months of just emergency medicine. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love the variety. I love I love the immediate gratification of a patient coming in with something that's horrific for them at that mm-hmm. moment. And you can immediately do something to fix it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like uh, that was I just exciting. <laughs> yes, you do know. <laughs> From yes, one end to another. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, a parent coming in with an asthmatic kid and you literally just do certain things, you know, with your expertise and they can leave with that kid and the kid is better. Absolutely. You know, that to me was just wonderful to see somebody come in with an ailment or a trauma or in pain or some kind of a suffering. Mm-hmm. And you can immediately do something that completely changes the way they feel and the mm-hmm. way they move forward from that point on. Absolutely. And it's that's a wonderful specialty. I'm yeah. biased. <laughs> Not that we're biased or anything, but absolutely, absolutely. A wonderful, wonderful specialty. So now, you know, life is going on. You're an ER doctor and you're going on, going on, going on. But then there, you got brought to this life of fitness you know we have dr die you know for all of you guys who are there now you hear me saying we got dr die lady die you know fitness boss but this doc is not talking to talk she's walked the walk she's been in a competition she's been in a fitness competition so do not sleep on this lady right here so tell us what brought you to that phase when you started to get more into fitness what's the story oh gosh Fitness saved me, let me tell you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It really did because um, before I got serious about my own self-care and my fitness and all of that stuff, Mm -hmm. um, I was just kind of, you know, like most people, I would go to the gym every now and then. I -hmm. knew it was important, (laughs) like we all do, right? We all know it's important, but it just wasn't a priority. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, I found myself in the middle of a divorce. Mm -hmm. And that's really what triggered my it was sort of like a a situation that turned out to be a blessing, you know, in this Mm -hmm. case with the fitness piece, because I was really, you know, emotionally down. Like Mm -hmm. it was like a really, really low place for me in my life at that point. This is 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. My younger son was recently diagnosed with autism. Mm-hmm. And I had lost my dad maybe about a couple of years before that. And I was very much still mourning him. Absolutely. And then next thing I know, I'm separated. I'm going through a divorce. So all mm-hmm. of those things really just merged upon me. And that was like the lowest place for me. Mm. And I didn't know, you know, I was doing therapy. I went to therapy. I was like, okay, I need support as I'm going through this process. Absolutely. Yeah. But that wasn't quite getting me the, you know, that picked me up. And one of my girlfriends, I'm in this uh, mom group called Mocha Moms. All the Mocha Moms out there. Hey, Mocha Moms. <laughs> you know, I've been in Mocha Moms like 13 years. I'm an OG. 
you know, but so one of my mogul mom friends, you know, uh, was running and she was like, all right, she was with me. I was in this really emotionally low place. And she said, let's go for a run. Hmm. I had never run a day in my life. <laughs> Ever. Right? And I was like, I don't run. And, you know, um, but we went, we went and we did two miles. I remember so vividly it was in June. We did like a run, walk, run, walk, you know, and I swear I came home and I just felt so just alive. I just felt, you know, those endorphins kick in and you're like, yes, Yes. runner's high. Absolutely. And I just felt this exhilaration. I just felt like, when do we go again? Mm, <laughs> you know, yes. I went that that little dopamine loop went on in my brain. Yes, absolutely. I, like, I want that again. Like I mm. want to feel that feeling again. Yes, it didn't take away all the stress and everything else I had going on, mm-hmm. but it was an outlet that I didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Right? It was an outlet to let me get my frustration, my angst, my anxiety, whatever it was. To, mm-hmm. to channel it in a different way that was healthy for me. Absolutely. And that was the beginning, and I've never stopped. <laughs> I love you. Shout out to that business. mocha mom. Say that again? I say shout out to that mocha mom. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, I mean, sisterhood is so important because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, especially when you're all moms, you've all had that experience. Mm-hmm. It's just something very connecting about it. And so I've always made it a point as part of my self-care mm-hmm. to keep connected to people I know that care about me and I care mm-hmm. about them and mm-hmm. we keep elevating each other and that type of thing. So, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. All righty. So I love that you were able to use one of the deepest and darkest moments of your life and transform it you know, into something that not only is bring brought light to you, but is bringing light to others. Absolutely. You know, you, you were mourning the loss of your father. You mourning the loss of your relationship. And then you, on top of that, you add an additional um, diagnosis in this, you know, person that you love that you're like, I know that this is now going to pose a different, um, it's going to change the dynamic of how our family will be. And I'm going to have to pour more into my son in order to make sure that he has the best opportunity out there. So, you know, you're, you're trying to pour, but you were empty. And then you got filled with this love for fitness. So tell us about your fitness journey. How has that been? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, the thing for me was my mindset, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, people always say mindset is where most you know things begin, right? It's the way you think, right? Mm-hmm. In our thoughts. I really had to work on creating a fitness mindset, which is something mm-hmm. I really focus on in the first few weeks when I work with my clients that I work mm-hmm. with, I push that first. Mm-hmm. So I really had to understand that in order for me to truly share my gifts, right, mm-hmm. with the world, with the people I work with at work, with, you know, people that I work with in my other, you know, ventures outside of medicine, mm-hmm. I really had to take care of me first. Absolutely. Right? Because, like you said, if your cup is empty and you're trying to keep giving and giving, and we we so are guilty of this as moms, <laughs> right? Yes. We're giving, giving <laughs> 
Yes. And even not just as moms, as maybe like the person who's earning the most in your family. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what I mean? You're always the one giving, right? You're giving to family members, you're giving to, you know, friends, you're giving to your parents, you're giving to your children, you're giving to your spouse. Mm -hmm. When do you take care of you? The question of the day. (laughs) And that landed for me. That Mm -hmm. landed for me in the beginning of my journey that if I don't start taking care of me, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be any use to, you know, my children, to the work that I do. I'm just going to be like this zombie person walking around mm-hmm. with this fake smile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no, I didn't want to be yeah. that, right? I didn't want to yeah. be that. I was like, no, 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 no. That's mm-hmm. not who I am. That's not how it's going to roll. We're going to get this right. <laughs> So you basically snatched back control. Yes. You know, of the circumstances that you're in. You just snatched back that control. And I I just really had to get my mindset in the place of I'm doing this work for me. Mm -hmm. And then as I started to do it for me and I was having great success, of course, Mm -hmm. people are asking me what I'm doing. And I'm a self, um, what do you call it? Self-help personal mm-hmm. development junkie. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I went in, I was doing emotional intelligence training, fitness mm-hmm. instructor training, this, that, mm-hmm. you know, doing all of these things really for me, mm-hmm. but it poured out of me and it got to the point where so many people were asking me, how am I doing it? I'm glowing. I'm this, I'm not. And I, I said, you know what? I'm, this is a calling for me. It just Absolutely. felt so natural to step into that position mm-hmm. of supporting other women because I know how it felt for me. Mm. Right. At that lowest point, when you feel that you're by yourself, but you truly aren't, but that's how you feel, you know? Yes. And you're able to now tap into all of those emotions that you went through to help, to help other women who might be going through a similar situation. How does that make you feel? Oh my gosh, (laughs) my God sings. (laughs) Like, I mean, even when I post some things about my story in some of the physician mom groups or Mm -hmm. even the mocha mom group or anywhere or my personal page and someone says to me, oh my gosh, your story has mm-hmm. really empowered me to, mm-hmm. you know, make that next step that I've been sort of trepidatious about or mm-hmm. not sure. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's such a boon. It's just like, this is what it's about, right? Absolutely. This is why I do what I'm doing because I know the feeling that came over me when mm-hmm. I saw the light and I saw this is what I get to do mm-hmm. and I get to do it for other people. Mm -hmm. I know when they feel that as well, that's a ripple effect. Absolutely. Right? Because then they are showing up, you know, in their best version. Yeah. And the people around them get to share that feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's like they're affecting those people who then affect people, you know, outside of them. And that circle just keeps widening. And it's just you're sharing joy. You're sharing, you know, um, people just being themselves and being mm-hmm. authentic and, mm-hmm. and loving their bodies even before it's transformed. Absolutely. Right. And just mm-hmm. being in that affirmation that I'm powerful, I'm beautiful, you know, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm walking you across <laughs> the bridge. Yeah. Gently leading you, but you're really yourself led. I'm just really just there letting you know how great you are. Absolutely. 
aspect of life too that you're helping women through this other additional transition which is menopause you know there's that's a portion of life where a lot of times women they might not recognize themselves anymore there's so many aspects of life I've heard that from you know a lot of our women they're just like I'm looking in the mirror I don't recognize myself things are different there's so many things going on but you know you're like I got you, sis. Tell them all about how you're helping those women through that portion of life. <laughs> yes. It's it's something that, I mean, the women that come to me, mm-hmm. when the, I've had a woman actually have her first hot flash and came to the ER, thought mm-hmm. she was having a heart attack. Yes. Right? Didn't know the difference. Mm-hmm. And it's really that you know, severe for some people where Mm -hmm. if they don't know what they're experiencing, they literally think they're going crazy. Yes. Right. Because you're forgetful. Mm -hmm. You know, now many things can overlap and mimic the menopausal symptoms. So that's the the other thing that I like Mm -hmm. to teach people is, look, you can't chalk everything up to menopause. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure it's not your thyroid. It's not, you know, other things. Other medical. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mm-hmm. But I mean, the hot flashes, the night sweats, the, the severe insomnia, mm-hmm. right? Not being able to sleep. You're sweaty one minute, you're cold the next minute, you're opening the window, you're fading yourself, mm-hmm. you're doing all of that. And then also your energy, right? Your mm-hmm. energy is just gone, like yeah. perpetually fatigued, right? I mean, some people lose their libido, they mm-hmm. lose just interest in anything. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a like a dystymia, right? It's not yeah, depression like, per se, but it's like mm-hmm. you just don't have the interest that normally for that drive. You know, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So you've got all of that going on, and a lot of people don't realize that's what's causing it—that drop mm-hmm. in the progesterone, estrogen. I mean, the progesterone, estrogen are dropping slowly after age thirty-five. It's sort of like a you know gradual decline, but as you know, all our 35 and over people, (laughs) but yeah, as you get (laughs) to the 50, it really plummets. It really Mm -hmm. has like a drastic drop Mm -hmm. when these symptoms start to pop up. And there are women that come to me that are in their forties, you know, I mean, early forties, mid forties that are perimenopausal and having some of the symptoms, not everything, Mm -hmm. but are still, you know, really bothered by it and just supporting them and telling them the next step, you know, giving them intervention completely Mm -hmm. brings them back to center and they can, you know, do their life as they used to and not Mm -hmm. have all of these, all of these, you know, symptoms that are really preventing them from being the wonderful people that they are because they're so stressed. Absolutely. So you yes. to, to get that support through that, because, you know, I was talking and I had interviewed on one of our other um, docs too. And, you know, we have discussed, and I think this is so important through our lives with, with our changes, we get taught about adolescence and these are the changes about menarche, right? Yes. Now, but the changes about about menopause, it's like, go figure that out. (laughs) Absolutely. You're not taught that. You're not taught those changes in life. And then what happens? You're a full functional adult. Life is changing and you think you're going crazy. Absolutely. 
And, and I mean, some people forget so much. They're like, am I having dementia? Mm. You know, you don't remember. Wow. You put your keys. You don't remember. And you start looking. You really do start looking a little, you know, out there because mm. people are looking like looking at you like, why can this person remember things? It's mm-hmm. part of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. only when you talk to a professional or someone that's in that, you know, an expert in that area that can truly explain to you what's going on. How do you rectify this? You don't have to suffer. Right? <laughs> you Biggest don't point. have to suffer. Yes. Right? You can get back to the life that you know mm-hmm. um, you, you enjoy, you know, getting great sleep at night. The sleep mm-hmm. piece is so huge, mm-hmm. right? Because if you don't sleep well, then, you know, there are multiple studies that show you're, you're not having adequate growth hormone production at night, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like our fountain of youth hormone. Mm-hmm. So you're losing that because you're tossing and turning because you're hot, you know, and yes. you're just not getting adequate, good quality sleep. Then the next day you're eating poorly, mm-hmm. right? You're looking for sugary foods. You have all these cravings. Mm-hmm. And then menopause gives you this abdominal weight gain. That's just mm-hmm. very difficult to get rid of. Absolutely. So you have this midlife weight gain. Some of the women have not had weight gain their whole lives. They'd be like, I've been 130 pounds my whole life. And now I'm 20 pounds heavier, you know, since this thing came on. Mm -hmm. It's real. Absolutely. Working with women to, you know, support them through the weight management, the hormonal imbalance, you know, the stress, the insomnia, all of those things is life changing. Absolutely. I cannot imagine how powerful it is to be able to impact such change in women by one, the first step is just really just imparting knowledge and imparting that understanding that you're okay. You're not going crazy. This is a part of the process. That is half the battle of, you know, having these women understand that this is a part of the process. You are not going crazy. Wow. So, I mean, <laughs> Dr. Die, you are out there. You're doing so much. So I need to know. I know what you, I see some of your self-care routine. But all of these folks out here that are listening and watching, please let them know what you're doing for self-care. You still Oh, my right? gosh. I, y'all, I am a self-care queen. Let me yes. tell you. <laughs> I love oh it. Oh, my gosh. I live for my self-care because I'm worth it, right? I am worth it. There we go. Point blank. (laughs) I love it. I told you the mindset piece is huge. When Mm -hmm. you get that mindset down, you know, like when that lands for you, that you get to take care of you Mm -hmm. first before anyone, like Mm -hmm. anyone, Mm -hmm. you get to take care of you so that, Right, you, the so that comes in, right? So that you're mm-hmm. a better mom, you're a better wife, you're a better yes. employee, you're a better boss, mm-hmm. right? You're a better daughter, you're mm-hmm. better everything else when you take care of you first. Absolutely. So before anything else, at the beginning of the month, I will write down how many workouts I want to get done for the month. You see me putting my two of twenty, two of. <laughs> I do. I do see it. <laughs> Yeah, so I put how many uh, how many workouts am I committing to this month, right? So mm-hmm. I commit to it literally in my heart space. I'm like, why do I get to do this? What's the benefit of me doing this? How does mm-hmm. this work in my favor to do this, right? Mm-hmm. What would happen if I didn't? 
Mm. I would be crabby. I would not be fun to be around. (laughs) So I look at the benefits and then I look also at what would happen if I didn't do this. Mm. Right. What would that that look like? Yeah. And you can think of that for the people who are listening too. what does Mm -hmm. your life look like if you do not take care of you? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And the chronic diseases, you know, that run in the family that really doesn't have to keep running in the family, right? Absolutely. That's a whole separate talk. But... That's a separate talk. Yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so I'll mm-hmm. write down, you know, how many workouts I'm committing to because that's part of self care for me. Absolutely. That's one way to look at exercise so it doesn't seem hard. Mm-hmm. It's self care. Mm-hmm. Your skincare is self care, right? Your fitness is self care. Your hydration is self care. Absolutely. Right. Making sure you're hydrated. Right. So all the aching joints and back pain and, you know, all the other little things, you know, that that just not being hydrated is linked with. Right. Hydration is part of my Mm self-care. Proper sleep is part of myself. Now, I'm a night owl. Girl, but I still get my sleep in. Not only are night owls unite, number one. But number two, you also do emergency medicine. Yes. <laughs> now, yes. this is a luxury which we cannot afford not to partake in. So go yes. ahead. Tell Listen, me about it. I, with, with residency, I got to the point, and mind you, I had a kid, my older one, when I was a fourth year resident, Ooh. pumping breastfeeding, <laughs> pumping breast milk in the So um, the reason I'm mentioning the emergency medicine piece is I learned to sleep on cue. Like I would just, I I just learned to be able to go to bed. I don't care if it's four o'clock in the afternoon. If I just got home, sister girl's going to bed. (laughs) Okay. I love it. (laughs) Yes. And so sleep is a big one for me when it comes to self-care because so many benefits are built into sleep. Absolutely. Right. You're more focused. You feel mm-hmm. refreshed. Your mm-hmm. muscle toning happens while you're, while you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Right. Your body's producing, you know, growth hormone, like I said, which is really in, great for our vitality. Absolutely. Right. All of those things are happening during sleep. So if you're killing the sleep portion of your day by mm-hmm. staying up late and then getting up super early and you're just getting four hours of sleep or five hours of sleep, that is not a bragging right. Nope. Because mm-hmm. you're suffering, your body is crying for help. And so, don't forget memory, also, right? Memory restorative process yes. occurs to yes. sleep. Yes, it's like a self cleaning oven process of sleep. Think Absolutely. of it as that. Everything yep. in your body is rejuvenating and recovering. All of that's happening while you're sleeping. So give yourself that space mm-hmm. for your body to do what it's supposed to do so that it serves you. Right? So, yeah, it's far Spa days. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Because I see I see the spa days. <laughs> yes. I, I am a spa junkie outlook. I'm a love language, physical touch person. So love I it. love body treatment. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'll go sometimes by myself. Sometimes I'll go with my girlfriends, um, you know, trips. I travel a lot. You know, hey, going you to travel stop. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm. I would love to take my fitness clients to Bali this summer. Um, so we're waiting to see if Indonesia decides to open their, their doors to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, for those of you who are clients, you hear what's happening over there? I'm just saying. 
<laughs> yeah. So, you know, doing trips, doing mm -hmm. things that opens my mind to new cultures, like all of that to me is self-care. Absolutely. You know, and nutrition is a huge one as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Making sure I'm eating delicious meals that are nutritious and also really good to my body, you know, anti-inflammatory, mm -hmm. all of that. So it's Absolutely. everything. It's the food, it's the sleep, it's the hydration, it's the movement, mm -hmm. you know, feel good, praise and worship. Let's not forget that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a, that's a early morning. First thing, meditation. Yes. Stillness yes. And, and being at one with yourself. Right? Absolutely. Mindfulness. Yep. Mindfulness. I'm a gardener. So that's a big self-care area. When the weather's nice, I'm out in the dirt. <laughs> Well, that, so now this leads me to my fun question of the day. Okay, so we done dug into the self-care. So now I need to know, Doc, if you weren't a doctor, what would you be? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. If I weren't a doctor, what would I be? I would be a model. Okay. So why not? Wait a minute. You're already doing that. Already doing that. Sashay, Shate. I would be Naomi Campbell. Okay. I love it. You Come on, Milan. I'm coming. You know, you're my first model, Doc. You are my mm. first. Yes. Yes, I love it. I thought I was going to get travel agent because you know I was going to be like, nope, you got to give me another one. I thought I was going to get Gardner. Well, models travel a lot. Well, yeah, they're they're fabulous lifestyle. About that part. No, this is new. All right, we got a model up in here. Absolutely. Okay. All right, I'll be Essence, giving face all day. Like, mm, mm. Essence, there you go. Yes, Black Enterprise, everybody. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> oh, yes. Love, love, love this. All right. So, you know, we are having a fantastic time here. And I know those who are watching are just like, ooh, I like her. And then those who are listening are like, I need her to be my fitness doc. So let them know where can they find you. Okay. So I am on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's actually right here on my on my little name thingy. Yes. So it's at, uh, it's at Dr. Die Fit Life. Uh, D-R-D-I-F-I-T-L-I-F-E. You see it on my name there. Yes. And then for Facebook, mm -hmm. it's Dr. Die Fitness. So it's D-R-D-I-F-I-T-N-E-S-S. -S, Dr. Die Fitness. I have mm -hmm. a Facebook page. And um, I also have a free fitness accountability group for women. Mm -hmm. And that's really my, you know, most of the people I work with are highly successful women who are doing amazing things in the world um, and really want to get fitness incorporated into their busy lifestyle. So that's who I work with. And that's really what the group is. It's a lot of, you know, high powered, high achieving women who are doing amazing things and really need support mm -hmm. with their health and fitness. So uh, that's a free group that people can join um, to, you know, just get the support. And then of course, if they, are interested in working with me directly mm -hmm. on the Facebook group, the Dr. Diet Fitness group. Um, I mean, the Dr. Diet Fitness page. There's a way for them to book an appointment on there. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Yes, because as we said, self care is so important, and fitness and part of movement is a portion of self care that we can need to continue to connect with, even during this pandemic. Even though the pandemic yes. went through some of us off, we definitely understand and 
know the importance of that with self-care, not just Absolutely. for the health benefit, but for the mental benefit, right? We saw how Dr. Dai, she used that and she got from part of the darkest portion of her life to boom, now she is there spreading the word. She's helping all these lovely, lovely people out there, all these women who are might be going through what she went through yes. or just want a way to really to uplift themselves and to get back to that point where they knew like, hey, I got this, get that confidence, get that love and that love, self-love back in them. Hey, exercise and movement is a powerful and a blessing way for you to do all of that. So Dr. Dai, I had a wonderful time and this wonderful, wonderful interview will be available on our Your Karen Docs page because definitely I know that you guys had a five-star rating review for this lovely doctor. So you know what? Don't be shy and do not be scared. Go ahead to our Your Karen Docs Docs Who Care page, especially if you are on any Apple devices and leave Dr. Dai a five-star review. Her wonderful interview will be available on our Your Karen Docs page. So do not forget to just look for her beautiful model face and just click on it. You'll be able to listen and watch these wonderful interviews. Yes, this is absolutely one of our Docs Who Care who's letting us know that fitness is so important. It's Absolutely. an important portion of our life. And most importantly, it's an important part of our self-care. Thank you all for watching and we will check you guys out next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>